Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All righty, rock and rolling. Hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Brandon Stokely, of course, the former wide receiver with the Ravens, the Colts, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Giants as well, won two Super Bowls, and now does a talk show in Denver, is on the line with us right now. The big news today, Russell Wilson benched, and Jared Stidham is going to start the next game for the Denver Broncos, and the plan is to go with Stidham for the final two games of the season. So let's react to it as it looks like this is the end of the Russell Wilson era in Denver. Brandon Stokely is with us right now on CBS Sports Radio. Brandon, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Zach. So when this news came down today, your initial reaction was what? I was uh, I was really surprised. Um, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I think that I just thought they got this far. We've been talking about playoffs, um, you know, for the last four, five, six weeks, and it's been fun. And, you know, we had talked about this rust situation earlier in the year when they were playing really bad, but we got away from that. We got off of that. They didn't make any trades at the trade deadline. It just seemed like they were all in with this group, and they went this far, and they were probably going to continue with Russ here the last couple games. So I didn't see them pulling the rug out from underneath Russ uh, with two games left. So I, 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 especially with the way that they, they were on that winning streak. And now, yeah, they're pretty much done with the playoffs, but I was definitely surprised to get the news um, today. Russ has been solid this year. He's been improved. I would still say he's very far away from being great or being elite um, anywhere in that category. But let's just say you're a player in that locker room. Would you be annoyed? Cause they're still alive. I, I know they only have seven wins, but they're still in this with two games left in the season and now you hear Jared Stidham is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, you know, I think it depends on how you view Russ. You know, uh, he's played well, but there might be some guys in that locker room that, that think that Stidham might be a little bit of an upgrade that might give them a boost in the passing game. Russ has been fine this year, but he is a tough guy to block for if you're an offensive lineman. And playing wide receiver position for him, or, um, uh, we, the Broncos really don't have a tight end or slot receiver, so just an outside wide receiver, uh, like it's hard. He's not on time, on rhythm with hardly anything that he does in the passing game. So it makes it very difficult as a wide receiver, and it makes it very difficult as an offensive lineman. So some of those guys in the locker room might be looking at this as a breath of fresh air, honestly. I know that you said that you were surprised by this. Do you think this is the right move with all that you just said, Brandon Stokely? Well, I, you know, I – I'm surprised that it happened now, um, uh, and, and we've talked a lot about this throughout the year. I there There's things that have happened since game one that I knew was going to drive Sean Payton crazy with Russell Wilson, and, and it's continued throughout um, this season. Um, and so um, I just thought they got this far down the road that, um, that, they would, that they would just continue with Russell the last two games. So 
Um, that's that's why I'm surprised this late in the process. I thought it it, it had a chance to happen, but once they went on the win streak, I, I didn't. I, I, I thought they were going to just finish this thing out. So it's um, it's a business decision. Honest, you know. Obviously, yeah. they're looking at the future. They're looking at um, you know. Uh, they're they're going to be turning the page on this, so they don't want to be stuck on the hook with this with this contract for any longer. You know, I know Sean is addicted to coaching, and he was out for a year. He was working with Fox. It's probably a more enjoyable, stress free lifestyle, but that's not made for for every other coach. When he right. took the the Broncos job, we all knew he wanted the Chargers job. It just wasn't open. Like, do you ever think that this was a marriage that was set up to succeed with Sean and and the Denver Broncos? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I, I think Russ needs a certain coach. I think Russ, um, you know, his better days are behind him. He's not as mobile as he used to be. Um, he still can play quarterback. He still can make plays, probably not at an elite level anymore. Um, and you thought maybe the marriage between the two, Sean could get the best out of him. And he's done a good job. He's done a really good job. Uh, but just some of the things that Russ does, you can tell just drive Sean crazy. And it started from game one. And it's, and it's happened throughout the season, and there's nothing that's on time, on rhythm in the passing game. You know, sometimes the plays were getting slow getting out, um, you know, from the quarterback and some the, the, the timeouts. And we all saw the one play where Sean was ripping the referees and he started ripping Russell Wilson after that. Um, and so I, I think they just – it just – you knew it was going to end, and so you just don't want to be stuck with that contract. Now, does Sean have regrets about taking the job? I don't think so. I think he knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, uh, and, and now you're going to start all over. you got to find a quarterback, though. Ultimately, that's what it boils down to. It seemed like their last good moment together for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton was right when they got put together and they went to that dinner. Like, after that, I don't think Sean really has ever liked Russ as a quarterback. They're not um, – their personalities are totally different. You know, uh, Russ is that everything is great, everything is awesome. Um, uh, I love all my teammates. They're the best. Um, and, and Sean's just like, keep it real, man. And he told Russ, he's like, he, he said this to the media. He said, you know, no more of this kissing baby stuff, you know, that needs to stop. I, and I'm paraphrasing to a certain degree there, but so their personalities are so different. Um, they never vibe, they never connected. And now when you're winning football games and, you know, everything from the outside, a lot of the national media, um, they look at the stats and mm-hmm. they, they're not grinding week in and week out, play in and play out. And when you're getting three, four, five turnovers when they like like they were doing on their winning streak and Russ was getting those extra possessions, it seemed like he was playing like a you know, an all pro. In reality he needed a lot of help. And and I think Sean just got fed up with holding his quarterback's hand that's making, you know, thirty five, forty, fifty million dollars a year every single week and trying to babysit Russell Wilson. Talking to Brandon Stokely right now. So they make this move. I don't know what the expectation is going to be for Jared Stidham in the final two games, but I think you hit the nail right on the head, uh, Brandon, that this was more of a financial move. Because I thought a few weeks ago, hey, this is clearly going to a divorce, but Russ will be back next year. And then you hear about the 2025 uh, guaranteed salary if he can't pass a physical in March. You know, I-, I guess they just realized that this wasn't going to work. So you got to eat the money now, and there's just nothing that you could do about it. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. You know, you you might as well rip the Band-Aid off, right? Uh, Don't play games here and be stuck with a contract that you don't want to be stuck with. And then, you know, you're tripling down on a bad mistake. They've already done that once. They traded for Russ. They gave him 
all they gave away a lot of assets, a lot of draft picks, players, and then they gave him a contract a couple months later before he even played a game. So you've already, you know, doubled down on a bad deal, and you don't want to triple down on it and make it worse. So they're ripping the Band-Aid off. Um, I don't think Jarrett Stidham's the answer. I don't think that they think that he is. Now, I will say this. Now, he was – Sean Payton went out early in free agency yeah, and overpaid deal. for Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, and over, I mean, he overpaid for him. I mean, you look at the other contracts that were that were being signed by quarterbacks. He overpaid for Jarrett Stidham, went out there early and got him. I don't think he's the answer. I don't know what they're going to do. You know, is it a trade for Justin Fields? Is it going to be something like that? They don't have a high draft pick. So, they're, they're a little bit of, um, you know, uh, they're not in a great position looking for that next quarterback. So, they got to be creative. they got to find the guy. And maybe it's a trade. Maybe it's, um, you know, uh, uh, the draft, we'll see what happens. But obviously it's not a good situation. You're going to be paying the price for that awful Russell Wilson deal for a couple more years. So Sean wins this one. Now all the attention will go towards him. How hot is his seat entering next season? Just wondering. No, I don't think it's hot at all. You know, I, I, I look, I mean, he, he's coming here. I mean, they were, they were a seven and seven football team. It hadn't gone good the last couple of weeks, but man, they have, this football team is so overachieved. I mean, it's 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 not a very talented team, honestly. Now they've been fortunate. Offensive line's been healthy the whole year. They've been fortunate with some injuries that, that they seem like they had a lot the last few years. This year, they haven't really had a uh, hardly any at all, um, and so that certainly helped. But it's um, you know, I I think Sean has done a really good job with this roster. Now the key is. You know, I don't know if the general manager is going to be back or not, but what does it look like moving forward um, with the personnel decisions? They got to find a tight end. They got to find a slot receiver. You know, we talk a lot about Russ and very critical of Russ, but there is no tight end on this roster. They haven't had one in years. They haven't had a slot receiver in years. So it's like then you, you drafted Jerry Judy 15th overall. He's far underachieved. Um, so they're like the, the weapons around the quarterback position are non. Existed so um, they 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 got it they got to help whatever quarterback decision they decide to make they're gonna have to help that quarterback out a lot more than they helped Russ out. Yeah, the crazy part to me too, uh, going back to why he took this job. Um, you know, when he was with Drew Brees in New Orleans, right? It was a rock star relationship. They won a Super Bowl, and then he yep. dealt with life without Drew Brees. And it's whether he wants to say it's a retirement or not. That's the reason why he walked away. And now it's like. To go to Denver and this relationship to go south so quickly, I just once again go back to why the heck outside of money did he take this job with Denver when you also talk about the weapons and all the lack of them? whole lot of money, right? Um, they paid him a lot of money. They gave him uh, a lot of power. And I think they probably gave him assurances that if Russ didn't work out, that they would move on from Russ, that, you know, like ownership would write the big check and and they would be able, they would definitely move on. There would be no hesitation there. And then also Zach, like, Hey, ego, man, we all have a little bit of ego. You don't think Sean looked at the situation and said, I'll fix Russ. I'll get him back to playing like he did three, four, five years ago. I, I saw what Hackett's a bad coach. Yeah. You know, that's what he told us during training camp. And so I think his ego played a, a little part in it also. And he wanted to get back into coaching. There wasn't that many jobs. And there wasn't that many owners that wanted to pay him, you know, 15, 16, 18, whatever. He's making a ton of money that we're going to pay him that much money and give him that much power. So I think it all kind of connected, and, and that's why he chose Denver. Where do you think Russ goes next if you had to take your best educated guess? 
Wow, that's a good one. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's it's hard to say right now. You know, it's a quarterback set carousel. You got to wait and see what it looks like in the off season. Um, I'll so throw out two. Think, I'll throw out two okay. to you, Brendan Stokely. Yeah, yeah, I, I think if he was in Pittsburgh or Atlanta this year, and I'm not saying Russ is great. I think he's a competent quarterback. I think he's serviceable, but he's the farthest thing from a great quarterback anymore. I think both those teams would be in the playoffs with Russell Wilson as their quarterback this year, Atlanta and Pittsburgh. I like that. I'd go Atlanta. I'd go Atlanta. I, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, I don't follow them every week. Uh, you probably follow them closely, more closely than I do. I don't know if they're going to go another year here with Pickett or not. Um, so I think the Atlanta situation is probably um, the, 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 the one that makes the most sense right now. Um, and so uh, it's going to be interesting to see, though, what, what happens there with Russ. A few more quick hitters just going around that AFC West. Antonio Pierce, should he get that job full-time with the Raiders? A hundred percent. You know, I can't stand the Raiders, uh, but but you got to tip your cap to them. Uh, after that there to uh, Minnesota, the last couple of weeks, man, they, they, they have played hard. They played well. He's got them believing. Um, so, uh, like, you know, I, I, I say yes. I mean, they, they might have made it a, a bad call there a couple of years ago when they hired McDaniels. They didn't keep uh, the special teams. Versace, coach yeah. yeah. Um, and he, cause he did a good job. So um, yeah, I, I think he does get it. The chargers. You think Belichick's on that sideline next year? No, I say, no, I don't. I think Bill wants too much money possibly. Um, so I, I say, I say no in that situation, uh, but I don't think he's back in new England. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And then uh, finally, uh, when you look at Kansas City, they've been struggling. They could probably use you at wide receiver, even though you haven't played since 2013. They just don't have anyone that could catch the football. They just don't look like they're going to find a way to turn this around, even though they have the great uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid this season. What an absolute disaster. You know, um, they pissed me off so bad this past week. I actually picked them. I was alive in two survivor pools, and I still had Kansas City. I still had Kansas City. I knew they were a fraud. That's why I waited so long to pick them, and they screwed me. I'm so pissed off at Kansas City. How do you lose at home to the Raiders? I just can't even fathom that. Yeah, they're toast. They're done this year. They're an absolute disaster mess. Kelsey doesn't look the same. They don't have any weapons around him to help him out. Mahomes is trying too hard. It's a complete disaster there. Um, now watch him go on and go to the Super Bowl um, and, and, and make my take look even more uh, embarrassing. So that's where I'm at with the Chiefs, Zach. Sorry. All righty. Last thing I'll ask you, Brandon Stokely, just going back to Russ. What do you like? If you had to get a pulse of the Denver fan today, are they fine with this move or are they starting to question Sean Payton as a head coach? No, they're fine with it. Uh, that's that's just my overall thought. Um, uh, is is they they're they're ready to move on from from Russ. They're scarred from last year. It's better this year, but they know that this thing isn't sustainable, and it's just time to look for that next quarterback and and turn the page on the Russell Wilson era. So I think the majority of Broncos country is fine with it. Brandon Stokely, sorry about your survivor pool. We appreciate you though joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks a lot. There you go. Brandon Stokely joining us on the show for a second there. It's rare where you have a former NFL player sound like a sports talk radio caller, but I thought we just had a caller jump into the conversation when he's ranting and raving about his survivor pool going down last week. But that just shows, even though he was a really good NFL player and right, won two Super Bowls and made a lot of big catches, 
At the end of the day, once your playing days are over, you're one of us, Brandon. You are just one of us. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a timeout. Come on back after these short messages. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I guess uh, Jordan Schultz's account is no longer hacked. I don't know if you guys are following this, the uh, Bleacher Report NFL insider. He's been, like, offering MacBooks every day for, like, the last two days. I keep on seeing he's got 10 MacBooks. I'll sell them to you for 500 bucks. Then there's nine MacBooks and then eight and so on and so on and so on. And clearly he got hacked. So I guess he has regained his account. And if not, this is just an insane job by the hacker because this is not laptop related. This is actual NFL news. Uh, Jordan Schultz uh, says that the Broncos threatened to bench Russell Wilson weeks ago. If he didn't remove his injury guarantees, Russell Wilson's benching by the Broncos today is solely financial related and has been in the works for weeks. The Broncos approach Wilson two days after their October 29th upset win over Kansas city and told him he would be made inactive for the rest of the season. If he did not adjust his contract and defer the injury guaranteed trigger date that he has for 2025, the threat however shocked him and the two sides got into a major dispute on how to proceed when the threat was made by the Broncos, the team Wilson's uh, camp, the NFLPA, and an other unknown party were involved in negotiations that ended with no change in Wilson's contract. And then it all came crashing down today when Sean Payton and other top-level members of Denver's organization decided to go ahead with the plan they've had for weeks. And uh, that's the reporting by Jordan Schultz and transcribed by uh, Dove Kleiman. You know, that's kind of wild. Let me just pop up their schedule here real quickly. So that was after the Kansas City game. So that was on October 29th. It's when they get to three and five. So they weren't humming yet. Like they won back-to-back games where they defeated Green Bay. They defeated Kansas City. And the Kansas City one was an enormous victory for them. Then they go into the bye week. 
And after that game, according to this report, that's when they said, we want you to eliminate the injury guarantees. So that was coming off of a win. Think about that. You're one in five. You finally win back-to-back games. You beat Green Bay and you beat Kansas City. Russ, we want you to take out your injury guarantees. On an extension, (laughs) they even haven't got into the extension yet because you're on the final two years of your old contract. Then Russ goes, we'll beat Buffalo, even though Sean McDermott messed up that game and bailed out Sean Payton when Sean was running on his kicker after taking a kneel. It was very stupid. And then Sean McDermott had too many guys on the field. Then you beat Minnesota and you beat Cleveland. So it's like there's this fight going on if this report is true. And Russ, whether it's because of him or not, and Russ improved this year. He was solid, but he was nowhere near being great. And you start winning, 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 and people start talking about you as a playoff team. Like, I remember I did a sports minute when they won five in a row. And I said, I'm not in on the uh, Denver Broncos yet. And I said, they beat Houston, who, even though they have a better quarterback in C.J. Shroud, right? And D'Amico Ryans at the time was coaching better than Sean Payton, even though Sean has done a lot more. And obviously, Russ has done a lot more in this league than C.J. Shroud. But just based off experience, when you have a Hall of Fame coach or an eventual Hall of Fame coach, and then a quarterback that at one time was perceived to be a really damn good quarterback, you should be able to beat the rookie head coach, and the rookie quarterback. And Russ played horribly in that game, and they lost that game 22-17. to And it was like, ah, all that was for nothing. It's actually remarkable. Like, if that's true, Samter. Like, think about this. The company comes to you, and they say, Mike, you just had a, a nice ratings book, right, producing the show. Everything's good. You have a a clause in your contract that we have an issue with that's not going to give you security moving forward if something happens to you on the job. And then Samter goes on this remarkable run where they start winning all these games and get him back into, like, a good shape. And then it's, oh, we're going to do this to you while you're still winning games. Like, it's crazy that they, like, if this report's true, that they came to him after the Kansas City game, and then they still won three games after that, not that it's all because of Russ, but they were still able to win it when your head coach and quarterback are feuding and they want him to take out an injury guarantee. I'm kind of surprised that this team has seven wins now from, from where that was. That's just because Sean Payton is such a good coach. Yeah. I also just think he's douchey too. Like that's his contract. You guys agree. I know that this was before, this was before SP, right? This is before he got there. But that is his contract. And in a sport that injuries happen a lot, even though they protect these quarterbacks like no other, we still see, look how many injuries you've seen to quarterbacks. You want the injury guaranteed out of the contract. I don't fault Russell Wilson and his camp for telling Sean Payton to go take a hike. They should never agree to that. And if that's actually true, I would not want to play for, for Sean. I wouldn't trust him. I really like the guy is a remarkable head coach. He is, but I don't think he looks good in all this. And I don't think he's looked good in all of this throughout the entire year. I know you could say, well, in the win loss record, right? They got to seven wins. You probably didn't think they were going to have seven wins for the start of the season. I get that. 
and I've had zero reason to defend Russell Wilson. But through this entire season, you just know that Sean doesn't like Russ. And I once again, I said this to Brandon Stokely 3,000 times, and I'll say it here. Why did he take this job outside of money? He left the Saints, and he retired from the Saints because he didn't have a quarterback. And he's like, oh, look what life is like when you don't have Drew Brees. And even at the tail end of Drew Brees' career, Drew was not great because he had no arm left. And then you wanted the Chargers job. The Chargers don't fire their dopey coach in Brandon Staley last year after choking that playoff game and they had a 27-point lead. We all, Everyone in America knew. Everyone said last year after they choked that game, heck, I put out a video on my Twitter on it. Don't be stupid. The Spanos family will be stupid. They won't hire Sean Payton, but they should hire him. Everyone was arguing that. It was the easiest radio ever. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry got on the air, and they said Sean should be the next head coach of the uh, of the Chargers. And then he wasn't because they didn't fire Staley. So you go from that to then taking over a team where, like, did you talk yourself into Russ? Because there's no way he could actually like Russ and think Russ was going to go on to have success when you left the job with the Saints because you didn't have a quarterback anymore. And now where you could have had the pick of whatever job you wanted, you go to Denver where you give up on the quarterback not even a full year in. Because if you eliminate the injury guarantees, that's we want to play you, but if you get hurt, we don't want to pay you and give you the fully guaranteed uh, money in 2025. You can't pass a physical in March of 2024. So he really gave up on the quarterback Somewhere in October. And I don't think that was the first. That's the first time he may have right, publicly did an action. But did he give up on him as soon as they lost uh, 70 to 20 to Miami? Like, I mean, it would be hard not to give up on a quarterback after that. Although that wasn't well, all about Russ. his defense sucked too. Yeah, that wasn't all about Russ. And listen, at the end of the day, it sounds to me like the issue with Russ and Peyton is as much personality as it is on the field. Yeah. We haven't, I mean, I, we just had Brandon Stokely on. Mm-hmm. He's talking about holding his hand and kissing yeah. babies and, and Russ's personality and talking to teammates. We didn't hear anything about his the, the scheme didn't work for Russ. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear that Russ couldn't perform the duties that, that Sean Payton needed as the quarterback. If you look at all the issues that the Broncos had this year, Russell Wilson is like down the list as far as on-field yeah. issues. He's like the 13th worst player or you know biggest reason why they haven't been great. But he's the easy scapegoat. For sure. But I guess the issue for me is it sounds to me like from what Brandon said, from what we're hearing, is that it was a personality thing. And I think a lot of people are turned off by Russ. Even... P. Carroll, mm-hmm. right? A lot of those Legion of Boom guys. Uh, oh, they, they uh, can't stand him. Bennett and and Sherman. They always talk junk about yeah. about P. Well, Carroll and Russ Wilson. Well, well, look at it this way: Last year, you saw the Seahawk players that won with Russ not only celebrate his bad season, they danced on the grave. They did the worm on the grave of Russell Wilson last year. So my my question is like is he just annoying and phony and you kind know what of I just think like a pain is? in the ass or is he like legit, legitimately a dislikable person? So I think it was two things. And let me address the Seattle part first. There were a lot of egos on that Seattle team. And the team knew that their greatest strength was the defense. And Pete would hold that defense to a high standard and would hold them accountable in the slight margin of errors. 
And there was a long time, there was a perception in Seattle that Pete was holding the hand of Russell Wilson. And I think when Russ wouldn't play well, Pete wouldn't criticize him like he would criticize the Legion of Boom. And I think the egos of those guys in the Legion of Boom got annoyed by that. Now, where Russ lost his way is this. Remember when Russ did that interview with Dan Patrick that started this whole thing? How he's at the Super Bowl, it was 2020, and this started the demise in uh, in Seattle. And he said, I'm watching the Super Bowl as a guest. I'm sick and tired of being there. I want to go down as one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks ever, and I want to go win multiple rings. So it's one thing to say that, but then your actions need to match it. And where I think Russ went wrong is Russ was more concerned about being the superstar and being the icon rather than being the great football player. And that's always a balancing game because when you become a really successful quarterback, there's a lot of things that come with that. And for Russ, it appeared like he cared more about being an icon than being a quarterback. And that's where I think Russell Wilson lost his way. And you saw it last year where at the end of the season, it was a last-ditch effort by teammates to go show their support for Russ. And I'm not saying he's beloved in that locker room, but to your point, this year he's not the problem, but he's also not the solution. And, And Sean Payton knew that this wasn't his guy, and he's the easy guy to scapegoat because of how bad last year was And I think most Broncos fans will tell you, even though he was not the biggest issue this year, he wasn't going to be the guy for Denver for the foreseeable future. And at least you have Sean, who, even though he could be a pain in the ass, and even though I think he has been insufferable this year, that team and that roster is not good. And he's got the most out of this roster, which is seven wins. The thing, though, that would sit poorly, though, with me, and maybe he's not liked in that locker room, and maybe that's what makes us easier. Or maybe there's enough people that don't like him where you, you don't, you're not going to lose the entire locker room. Like, this team, they still have a chance. Like, they beat the Chargers. They beat the Raiders. I don't know how this is going to shake out. That would put them at 9-8 and eight on the season. It's a tough sell, though, for me, when we're just saying he's not the biggest problem this year to then go to Jared Stidham, which you know and I know it. Jared Stidham's going to have four touchdowns this weekend, 400 yards. Now, the Broncos may turn into the best bet because I do think there's going to be a good contingent of people that do believe that, like, Russ kind of got the the raw end of this deal and the short end of this stick with how it played out in these final two weeks of the season. I think for me, though, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm 60 years old. Mm -hmm. We're almost 60. He's 59. Do you have a better chance of winning quickly by getting rid of your potentially Hall of Fame on the downward slope of his career quarterback Mm -hmm. and just completely rebuilding this team? I mean, they basically have to blow it up, start all over, and get, you know, maybe draft a quarterback or maybe get lucky in free agency or a trade this offseason. Or. 
just kind of hope that you can get lightning in a bottle. I mean, you're 60. What what are you expecting over the next three years from the Broncos? Well, They're going to be a train wreck. The Broncos are going to be terrible. 60. Jared Stidham, who, who are they going to get as their quarterback for next year? No, that, are they bringing in Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett? No, that's, Mitch Trubisky? Desmond, why do you just mention garbage after garbage after garbage at the quarterback position? Stokely said Fields. You know, Fields becomes available. I don't think it's a terrible situation, but this roster isn't good. Like, the only piece that I look at on this roster. for them to rebuild. The, the only piece that I look at on this roster and say I have to have moving forward is Patrick Sertan. I really like Justin Simmons as well, but he's not a spring chicken either anymore. He's 30. So Patrick Sertan is the only guy I say I must have moving forward on this roster. But look at the Texans. You get you have one good draft. You get one game-changing player. You could turn this around rather quickly in the NFL. Like the Colts, after Peyton Manning, they had two, two wins that year, whatever it was. The roster stunk. They get Andrew Luck, and they go on this great run, you know, in, in that next season. You could turn it around rather quickly and also – like, look at Pete Carroll. Now, this dude's coaching. He's 70-something years old right now. Like, Sean could coach for another 10 years, if not, then some. But you got to eventually win. So, I don't – I think when he took this job, he knew he was going to have the financial security. They were going to pay him a ton of money. And they knew they were going to have patience with him. And he knew he had an easy out to rebuild because that's recovering from one of the worst trades in NFL history. But this thing – the Broncos haven't had a quarterback since number 18 left. They haven't. Go through all the names that uh, that they uh, had at quarterback, right? Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch. Now you go on and on and on. Trevor Simeon. Hey, uh, that's my quarterback. Or that was my former team's quarterback. Yes, because you're now a Fugazi Chiefs fan when you're really a, a Jets fan. But, like, Jerry Judy thinks he's a star in this league. Jerry Judy's been a, a colossal disappointment. So, yeah, now they're going back into the rebuild category. That's that's where they're going right now. But I, I don't like the way that Sean has handled Russ this year. I'm okay with saying that Russ isn't the guy and that Russ isn't good because I don't believe Russ is a really good quarterback anymore. But it seems as if he took this job and he never believed in the quarterback from the jump. And then I would argue, since you left the Saints that way, why would you then take this job? And you know what? I'll give you a... What does Perloff do? Those against the, the grains take takes? I'll give you a little take here. Now, it probably never happened because it's in division. Maybe uh, Sean Payton goes a little NBA on us this offseason and demands a trade to the Los Angeles Chargers because that's where we all know he wants to go. He wanted to go there last offseason. Now he knows he's in a bad situation in Denver. Imagine him becoming the ultimate villain in the NFL, going from Denver to Los Angeles and demand a trade there this offseason. It would never happen, but... You know that's what he would want. He doesn't want to be the coach of the Broncos. He wants to be the coach of the Chargers. He wanted to coach Justin Herbert. And I just go back to, why the heck did you take this job? You could have just waited a year. Everyone in America knew that Brandon Staley was going to flop this year. And he was going to fail. And you could have walked right into Los Angeles, riding it on a horse this offseason, and there you go to save the day. That's all you needed. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back with a news brief update time. Here is Pat Boyle. Your body, yeah. 
Hey, this is Howie. And this is Nick. From the Factory Factory Boys. Boys. And you're listening to the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. And guess what? Zach is back. All right. He's live. He's nationwide on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show. All right, it's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Jake in South Carolina says, Zach, where do you think Russell Wilson will be playing football next year? You can submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs and get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, that's actually our poll question today. And I'll give you the final calculations there. Russell Wilson's next team will be the Commanders, Raiders, Falcons, Steelers. Those are the uh, answers that you could vote on. And the returns are at last place, the Steelers at 21.2%. At 21.8%, the Raiders. 27.5%, the Atlanta Falcons. And then at 29.5%, the Washington Commanders. I actually think Russ next year is playing on the Atlanta Falcons. That was the first team that I thought of is that he would be playing in Atlanta. They need a quarterback. If Arthur Smith is back, which I don't know if he will, you're going to need a placeholder. You know, could they maybe get Jaden Daniels in the draft? I don't know where he's going to go. If he goes in the top five, the top 10, you're probably not going to be able to get him. Uh, but I do believe it would be a good year or two option because you have a, a roster that has two good running backs and Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. You have a tight end who's been underachieving, but I don't think he's been used the right way in Kyle Pitts. And you have a wide receiver in Drake London who is really damn good. You need better quarterback play. And if Russ, who is serviceable, not good, not great, but he's serviceable, if he was on Atlanta, they would have won the NFC South this year. All righty. Let's update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We'll end the show out in style with the news brief. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. So let's get to the biggest story of the day. Russell Wilson on the bench. As Sean Payton has made that decision. It's more so a financial decision, in my opinion, than it's because of performance. But they'll sell it as performance. Uh, Sean just addressed reporters a few moments ago. Sam, uh, since we just got this in here, do we know what the question was? Just wondering. Yeah, it's uh, uh, from the outside. It kind of looks like the Broncos are trying to make Russell Wilson the fall guy. Ah, and how does that? How do the are. optics look for that, Mr. Payton? Okay, let's listen up. I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers. And and it, and if it continues over a period of time, then. There'll be another guy here talking to you as well. I, it, it, this this is something that, you know, these are difficult decisions. And obviously, there's more attention when it's the quarterback who's who's under contract, but different than maybe, you know, earlier decisions we've made with maybe last year's prior starters. He basically just said the entire offense sucks. And it's just replacing one guy compared to if you had to replace other units, right? It's an entire offense line. It's an entire running back room. It's an entire wide receiving room. Oy, oy, oy. And there's a lot of big egos on that team. And there's a lot of guys that haven't had a lot of success in the NFL. I'm telling you, this is not going to end pretty. This is going to be a disaster. I don't think we're looking back on this two, three years from now saying Sean did this incredible job with the Denver Broncos. Uh, let's go to my BFF, Debo Samuel, who hung up the phone on me uh, this past summer. 
I guess now he's getting into it with Cam uh, Newton and also uh, Micah Parsons. I saw Cam called Brock Purdy a system quarterback, and the Micah Parsons said something on the lines a few weeks ago that he could quarterback the uh, 49ers. This was uh, Debo on the Up and Adams show with Kay Adams. First of all, Cam Newton stopped texting my phone, bro. He was a fan like two weeks ago. Like, that's mad crazy. Like, you wanted me on your podcast after talking about my quarterback, which is funny to me. But anyway, uh, back to this Michael Parsons story. Like, bro, we beat you 42 to, like, whatever the score may be, like, a long time ago. Like, I don't don't get why he's so bothered about what we got going on over here, whatever the case may be. It is weird how much Micah Parsons does talk about the 49ers. The Cam part, though, just because he's, like, Cam was a much bigger star than Debo was. You know, Debo has to show some more consistency. He's a heck of a football player. But just because Cam likes your game and wants you on his show doesn't mean that he can't be critical of your quarterback. But I guess Debo took that personally. And as I learned this summer, it doesn't take much uh, for Debo to take things personally. So this Jair Alexander story, it actually could be the most bizarre, but my favorite story of the NFL season. So I guess he's from Charlotte. And he thought he should have been out there for the coin toss before the game. And I guess his teammates said, okay, you could go out there with them, right? The other captains. And then he makes the coin toss. Like, he's not just standing out there. He makes the call. And they asked him, you won the toss. What do you want to have happen? And he goes, oh, we want the defense on the field first. You got to say you got to defer. The officials helped him out. Well, today, Jair Alexander got suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. This was Jair Alexander after the win up against the Panthers 33-30 on the entire coin toss incident before the game. It's only soothing, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know, so. So you just did that on your own? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like a, you know, the guys backed me up, you know, so they, they knew I was from here. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What'd I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. I said, I want our defense to be out there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. They're like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, everybody was laughing. I'm like, what are y'all laughing at? It's pretty obvious what I'm asking for. So did anyone say anything to you when you got back to the no. sideline? <laughs> Why would they? Jair Alexander's a really good player. Really good player. They need him on Sunday up against Minnesota when you're going up against Justin Jefferson. They're 7-8. and eight. They play the Vikings and the Bears. They could win both those games and get into the playoffs. I think this is too severe if it's just on the, the coin toss situation. Now, I'm not an idiot. I'm not a moron. I'm not a dope. And I follow these things. There is no way that this is just because of the coin toss. You've heard speculation about the Packers maybe moving on from Jair Alexander this offseason, there's something else that is going on here. Because he is a good enough player where he could survive that coin toss incident when all he did was win the coin toss and they still ended up getting to have happen what they wanted to have happen. That means there's something more because you don't bench a player like this over something that happened in a win before the game up against Carolina. Especially when you're in a primetime spot, Sunday night football at 8.20 p.m. Eastern time going up against the Minnesota Vikings. All righty. That is a uh, news brief. It is the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Fun show today. I'd like to thank Flash Jared Gordon. Uh, remarkable him sharing his story uh, from shooting heroin in Penn Station to then a little over a month ago, uh, knocking out um, a fighter to win a fight in Madison Square Garden. And he's uh, eight years sober today. So congratulations to him. Also like to thank Damon Hewitt for stopping by and Brandon Stokely 
as well. Big thanks to each and every one of you for calling, listening, tweeting to the show. We'll be back tomorrow on a Thursday. We got to get a day closer and closer to the college football playoff semifinals. Also, uh, we do start week 17 tomorrow with a lovely NFL game. The Cleveland Browns, the Joe Flacco sensation going up against the uh, New York Jets. So we'll see uh, Joe Flacco, the Jets. I can't even give you anything positive on them. Big thanks to uh, Moist Mike, Carlos with a K, Carlos Ortiz, each and every one of you. We'll be back manana, everybody, at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Zach Gelb. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.